Hi, I'm Xavier Thompson, and you're listening to the official Everton Women's Podcast, sponsored by Lalette's. And today on the show, we've got two extremely special guests for you. Everton manager, Willie Kirk and Claire Emsley as well, who are both on the back of signing brand new shiny contracts to keep them at Everton Football Club. Claire, yours is 18 months, is that correct? Yeah, 18 months, so the rest of this season and and next season, so I'm excited to to see that out. So delighted that you've, you know, penned another deal. I know I was getting in your ear now and then saying, go on, what's (laughs) going on? Are we going to be able to keep you? And uh, you've obviously been bitten by the Everton bug and uh, fallen in love with the club and somebody else who's very much done that is manager Willie Kirk who is going to be with us until June 2023 you know you've penned your your short-term future and long-term future really to the club um how excited are you Willie to to be with Everton now for the foreseeable future yeah it's been an exciting two years so we just want to continue building uh you know, I think I've said many a time that we're probably ahead of where I thought we would be in two years. And, you know, that's been, there was a big change in the leadership and the investment uh, in terms of Everton women. And, and that's allowed us to probably push on a little bit quicker than we thought. So it's just about continuing that momentum and and try to be successful. I've, I've always said that before I leave, I want to win silverware and, you know, that leaving date has been pushed pushed back a couple of years now, so uh, it gives me an extra couple of years to, to win something. But that's what we want to do at the club, and and uh, the sooner sooner rather than later. When you signed your new contract, you said you wanted Champions League football, which is a big statement to make publicly. What gives you the belief that we can get there? Yeah, I've had a few big statements. I've bit me in the backside in my, my <laughs> last 10 years in coaching but uh, that is a big statement but it's that's that's where our ambitions are listen we want to qualify for Champions League this year uh, you know that's obviously going to be tough you know we had a great start this season we've we've started a little bit following the, the injuries have just all come at a bad time uh, but listen we're still pushing for it you know we've got three games in eight days next week and you know if you win all three games suddenly you're, you're back up there fighting for those positions but that's that's where I want to operate as a coach that's where these players want to operate as players you know with, with the Champions League format is changing it's only going to get more exciting and, and even bigger and everybody wants to be part of that and you know if you're at a club the size of Everton and you're not aiming for things like that you shouldn't be at a club like this uh, you know it's, it's getting tougher every year because you know it used to be a big two in England and then it was a big three and then Man United came along and, and then we're saying, well, we want to be part of that as well. So suddenly you're talking about five five top clubs. And then, you know, Liverpool must, must come back at some point. Uh, Spurs will continue to invest. So, you know, before you know it, it's going to be similar to the men's. You know, you're going to have a number of clubs. Well, you look at Leicester City in the men's game, they'll be disappointed if they don't finish top four Champions League this year. Leicester City women will, will be in the WSL soon. So the, the league's... The league's Got to quickly become the best league in the world, and uh, and we want to be in the, the the top end of that. Well, I think you know you saying that about the WSL being the, the top league in the world. It definitely is heading that way. Um, you know, one of the players that has been attracted to to this league is yourself, Claire, as well. You know, you, you've been able to play. You've won the league with Melbourne City. You've played with Orlando. Um, you've won stuff, of course, as well with Manchester City before uh, going overseas. But you're back at the WSL. You know, yourself and 
really the biggest names in the game now have all influxed to the WSL, haven't they? And did that play a big part of you wanting to, to pen your future here? And, you know, obviously COVID has, has played a part in, in football recently and how things worked out, but you, you seem very happy to be in this league, which is, yeah, the, the yeah. best league, I think, in the world at the moment. Yeah, I think definitely the fact that you've got so many top-class internationals now coming to the league um, makes it more attractive um, because you want to be playing with and against, you know, the best players possible. So, um, yeah, obviously I spent time here with Bristol and and Man City and enjoyed it and obviously went abroad just to experience something else. And I think that's um, been good for my development and to come back to the league, obviously, uh, was hugely due to COVID. Um, but now that I'm back, uh, being at a club like Everton is, you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect, but it's been amazing. And I've been really well looked after and enjoying it. And the girls are brilliant. And uh, the manager's all right. And <laughs> just, uh, I think they can really achieve stuff. And just the fact that the league's going ahead and it feels quite safe here, it's, you know, been managed really well um, by the club. And, the league's been understanding, so the fact that it's kind of guaranteed football um, is is great, and I'm enjoying it. Well, we're certainly enjoying having you here as well. And just quickly, you mentioned the managers all right there. <laughs> I love the, the bond and relationship that is already there between you two, of course. Worked together when you were just a teenager at Hibs as well. What What is your relationship like, the pair of you? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I worked with William, and I was, he was the first manager that brought me up to like women's football when I was like 15, 16 he brought me up to the Hibs first team um, so yeah just from when I, you know, my whole experience of football he's always kind of been there at different stages uh, where it was playing at Hibs and then even my first experience playing professional at Bristol um, in oh, WSL2 um, and then now so yeah I feel like uh, every time we meet we're kind of moved on a stage in terms of what level we're at and stuff so aye, it's, it's good. Well we were saying weren't we before Davey and all of us and, and uh, with you guys as well we've got a real strong Scottish connection now haven't we at Everton. Everton's got a really rich rich history of uh, legendary Scots at the club and uh, Another one, another legendary Scott, <laughs> Mr. Chris Roberts, who's also <laughs> Willie's face there. <laughs> he's also, <laughs> he's also and is, is uh, future to the club. What is the, the relationship as well uh, with yourself, uh, Willie? You know, you two are like the dynamic duo. You're a great team. It's not that dissimilar to relationship with Claire. It doesn't matter if it's players or if it's staff. As soon as you work with somebody that you trust, you want to work with them again. So that's happened with players like Claire, with players like Lucy. Uh, you know, I think I think it's it's quite a nice journey that myself and Claire have been on. Our paths keep crossing with each other, and, and and we we move on to another level at the same time. And then you know we've went our separate ways, and then we've come back together. And but as Claire says, every time we've come back together, it's been at a, a higher level than we were before. Uh, in terms of working together anyway, obviously Claire's had some fantastic success with Mad City and Melbourne, uh, but certainly in terms of working together, we went from what you'd class as just grassroots at Hibs, although yeah. we were trying to train four nights a week, which was a big commitment at grassroots level. And then, you know, our first sort of professional gig at Bristol and then and now at Everton. So each time we're, we're back together, we're at a higher level than the previous time. And then it's the same with Chris, it's about getting, getting somebody that, that you can trust in, in their position. 
it doesn't matter if it's an assistant coach, you know, a, a physical performance coach like I've done with Chris Difford was another one that I've, I've worked with before that I brought to the club. So it's just about trying to build that team around you. And, and I've worked with Chris since, you know, my second season at Hibs, I brought him in. I tried to get him my first season, never managed it. I got him my second season and and he eventually took over from me. And then we were reunited at Bristol. And then I left again. And... Uh, he keeps showing up like a bad penny. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, it was the first thing I did. It was it was part of the criteria. It was or it was part of the deal when I came to Everton was uh was I need to be able to bring in my own assistant. And that was I wouldn't have moved if it wasn't from that. And that probably is the biggest compliment I can give Chris is that there would have been no deal if I wasn't allowed to bring him. Because it's just it just works. The way the way we work, the way I work, uh I've I've you know, I work better when Chris is by my side and, and he does his stuff and I can do my stuff. And uh, there's a good understanding there and a, a lot of trust. What's been your highlight for the past two years then? Wembley. The Wembley was just was surreal. Uh, it was great getting there, obviously. Uh, it was just surreal that there was no fans there, which was a real shame. Mm. But then... Yeah, it was a it was a whole load of mixed emotions the, the whole day, the the experience of being there. That's the the that's the arena you want to be playing on, that you want to be managing on, coaching on. You just want to be involved in, but then to run it so close, but but not quite get there. And and you knew that you knew that Man City deserved to win the game, but you also knew that you could easily have won it. Mm. So it was it was such mixed emotions. Uh, you were proud to get there. You know, and even even the whole family thing, like coming a family now, like you just want to do your family proud. And you know, I now understand that how players must feel when they're playing and their parents or their siblings are watching them on TV and they want to do them proud. Like now that you've got, you know, I've got kids. You, like you just, it'd have been great to be able to say you might not remember it, Finley, but like when you were a toddler, when you were a month, few months old. You know, your your dad won the FA Cup, and so that's that's a real shame. But that's probably been a highlight, but it's also been a bit of a sore one to take. Uh, mm. But there's been loads of highlights, like Liverpool, Anfield. Everybody will remember that that was involved. Yeah, so you've got a half thousand. So you found great. out you're going to be a dad at Anfield as well, didn't you? The same day after afterwards. Is it yeah. afterwards? So you didn't yeah. know before the I game. No, uh, Jade found out two months before kickoff. She obviously waited until. Uh, I got home for the game. The plan was to go out to have a couple of drinks to celebrate one in Anfield. And then, uh, yeah, she told me that I was going to be a dad. So I, the plan continued. I went out and celebrated and she ordered a fresh orange and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, Willie, that, uh, that Lucy Graham didn't demand that uh, Finley's middle name be Graham or something as soon as he scored. <laughs> yeah, it was what a, what a day that was. Brilliant. I've got a, I've got a, the the you know you get those prints like the night sky on a certain day in a certain city, and I've got Liverpool. Uh, what was it? Eighteenth, seventeenth November. 18th, yes, it was. Whatever 17th it was. November, anyway, it's up yeah. above, above my above my desk in the office. Oh uh, wow! It was obviously a great day in terms of you know we beat Liverpool, which is great for every Evertonian and everybody associated with the club, and just it was fantastic. You know, you look at stadiums now; we've not got anybody here. Yeah, we had 23,500 there that day. It was great. So there's been a yeah. few high points. How are your fans on fatherhood? Good. It's tiring. Uh, inspiring. Uh, 
great. It's hard to imagine life without him now. <laughs> he's starting uh, to get about now, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 just great. He's he's great. Days off are good. You know, days off are a bit different now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You go, you know, you, you see it, you leave in the morning, you know, and you, you say bye in the morning. You, it's the first thing you do when you get home at night. You go and see him. I try to make sure I'm, you know, I've, I've massively reduced the hours that I'm spending at Finch. You know, I'll just try and find time at home to do it. And you want to make sure that you're there to bath them. And so it's a hard balance because you want to be the best dad in the world, but you also want to be the best coach in the world. And mm. actually, you also have to try and be the best partner in the world as well. Especially during these times when Jade's basically on her jack, and mm. uh, and she's she's not got any adult contact and things like that. So you're trying to be all these 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 things, uh, which can be tough. But as I say, it's inspiring at the same time. It's a truly beautiful thing, and you know, just talking about um, Wembley, and I remember seeing the Instagram post after the game of little Finley watching the the television, and he said. Uh, and you put not this time son uh, maybe soon and it really really got me it made me feel quite emotional but you know you'll still be able to look back and say look Finley your dad got this team to to Wembley um, and you know did did everybody at the club so so proud I mean um, you spoke about Anfield 26 or 23 and a half thousand people um, somebody else who's not shy of playing in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh, Claire, of course, you got to Nice, uh, or France, I should say, you got to France in 2019 with Scotland. Um, and I say this to you all the time, but I saw you score in the World Cup against England. Um, unfortunately for yourselves, it, it ended in a defeat. But what was that like, Claire, to, to score for your country against England, of all teams, you know, uh, in a World Cup? I know you would have wished to have, to have got further, but that must have been some feeling. Yeah, it was uh, incredible. At the time, I think I was just a bit in disbelief. Like, I didn't really realise, like, what I'd done. Like, because I think the whole build-up to going to the World Cup was amazing. Like, we had such a good bunch of girls, and I'm lucky to have grown up with quite a few of them. So we've kind of all been on that journey together. And obviously, our dream was always to go to a World Cup. And, yeah, when when we got got to the game, we were just kind of in a bubble the whole time. Like, um, so we didn't really realise the the build-up that was going on back home um, until after the game, like the amount of support we got from everybody and the fact that so many thousands of spots actually made the journey over to come to the game uh, was incredible. So I think, yeah, when I scored, I was just like, are you actually kidding? I can't believe it's <laughs> done it. Uh, but then I was also kind of like, right, that's 2-1, like we need to score another goal, like quickly get the ball. So I was just kind of in like game mode of like, right, we have to win. And obviously playing against England, uh, I'd obviously just spent two years at Man City with most of the Lionesses. So of course, actually, yeah. Like, there's a photo where I've scored and it's like me, like, and then like shooting into Karen Barnsley, who's obviously my keeper, Abby McManus, Steph, and I was like, I train with them every day. So it was almost like a weird training match, but like on like the biggest stage. So like I, I felt like comfortable in the game. Um, but it wasn't really till afterwards I thought, wow, like I've, I'm the first one to score. So I, I'll definitely exactly. you know, do it. Yeah, that's, it. that's something that nobody can ever take away from you. And, you know, a, a really incredible performance. And as I said, in that stadium, it was even on the plane as soon as I got to the airport to leave for France there was just 
absolute just carnage brilliant though like the best kind of carnage just so many scots flying over cheering wearing the kilts the face paint and just having a great time and you know the stadium and the build-up before the game and but just a really lovely atmosphere as well but as i said when that ball went in the back of the net from yourself the noise it was all scotland and for that last sort of 15 minutes or so i think uh most people watching back home or in the stadium's nails were getting the were getting pretty low, <laughs> low to the uh, the nail beds there but um you know scotland as a as a team obviously the manager recently resigning as well um we've got a close eye on on the scottish national team of course with yourself and lucy and the scottish connections that we've got at the club but will both of you be keeping your eye on you know on on who's gonna come in for that job and and be watching yeah. with anticipation yeah definitely i think it's a strange one because obviously we've got two games left of the euro campaign to go in february and we'd obviously like to have a new coach in by then so obviously we can't go to euros but you know the next thing's the world cup qualifiers so i think it'd be nice to have a coach in for those last two games, just to kind of get used to working with them. Um, and yeah, it's, I have no idea who it could be, to be honest. Um, definitely looking forward to finding out whenever it's, it's decided. Somebody will be very, very fortunate to inhabit such a, a great group of players as well. And will you must watch the women's Scottish national team and, and feel really excited. And the men's as well, let's not forget. I know devastation um, that yourselves didn't qualify, but the men's, I know you're all very happy about that as well, the men's team qualifying them. But Willie, you'll be watching as well and, and taking great interest in, in who's going to take over the, the women's side and, and hope to see them progress and do something again at the World Cup. Yes, well, clearly she grew up with a lot of those players. So I've probably coached quite a lot of them as well at some point. You know, the Kirsty Smiths, the Chloe Arthurs, uh, you know, a number of the girls when they were at a national performance centre, the Fiona Browns, the Lizzie Arnott. So it's always good to see them. But yeah, I always take a keen interest in the games. And obviously, like, hopefully, we've always got one or two players playing in it, like Claire and Lucy. So uh, always, certainly one of, the, one of the staff always try to watch the game and, and see how they're getting on. Well, on the men's as well, just a fixture that's going to be coming up in the Euros. England, Scotland. <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting in training, depending which way that one goes, eh? Be interesting if I have a boyfriend at the end of it because he's English. <laughs> <laughs> really, your son's English. Your missus is English, and was it your nan that was English as well? Yeah, yeah. You know what? The international. <laughs> it's so difficult. It's so difficult, like <laughs> keeping up with the men's game and the women's game. So, you know, the first thing that's probably went in terms of my interest is the men's international fixtures. Like, I never pay any attention to them. I never watch them. I never know when they're on. Uh, it's so much information to try and take on. So, I just sack off the international. But obviously, I'll watch Scotland England. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that patriotic, I must admit. I think it must be my gran uh, that done that to me. <laughs> with her because I would always side with her because everybody in the family would be having a go at my gran. And I would always yeah. side with her. So obviously, <laughs> as you say, Davy, you know, my, bizarrely, it's turned out my son's English. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll still be a decent bit of banter and training leading up to that. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that. You've got to keep your, your grand suite as well. They're always the one that when you're leaving, will slip you 20 quid or something. <laughs> <laughs> she always did. I think that's why, yeah, I think uh, that's why she, she was always 
you know, my favourite because she would always be sitting me 20 quid when I was younger. <laughs> That's just, just as you're leaving, isn't it? You know, like, don't tell your mum. <laughs> but yeah. you just mentioned then as well, Claire, your partner as well, being English. So who, who would get custody of Bonnie, your dog, if, uh, depending on which way this goes? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, she, she was born in England. She is English, but her name is Bonnie's Bonnie. Bonnie's English as well. Yeah. No, Bonnie is a Scottish name, so. Little Bonnie lass. I don't know. <laughs> she's beautiful as well and we're obsessed with dogs here aren't yeah. we Davey like go on oh is that bunny yeah so I got that from a Christmas present it's like a painting how cute oh, is that that's beautiful yeah, who got you that eh uh, Johnny oh Johnny he's a he's a good and he got brownie points there that's lovely he that <laughs> she's she's but they are they're another part of the family aren't they as well you know like we spoke Basically, to William about Finley now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You've got body for now. Well, just, you know, I know yourself as well, Willie. Um, you've got Willow as well, the dog. And you, like you said, it's like they are so important, whether it's just that you're getting out and getting some fresh air in lockdown. And just the fact that I feel like they're just always happy to see you no matter what. <laughs> if you're having a bad day, it doesn't matter who you've upset. The dog's like, go ahead, I'll be your friend. <laughs> yeah, it's, true, it's true what people say, isn't it? doesn't matter how good or bad a day they've had. doesn't matter how good or bad a day you've had. As soon as you walk through the door, the dog is, is all over you. And yeah, she's she's great. She's been uh, she's been a big positive to come out of lockdown. Uh, we got, her, I think, just a week into lockdown, actually. So, uh, as you say, it gets you out of the house. So, yeah, having a dog, uh, it's good exercise as you start ageing. <laughs> don't don't do yourself down like that willie don't do yourself down <laughs> i get to, i get proper dog broody i walk around the park i go for them around the park and i'm just looking at dogs <laughs> and my missus won't let me have one so oh, no. i might just you bring just one in get one. you just have to get one you know in, in all seriousness with this covid thing for both of you as a player and a manager just how how's that been to manage you know obviously games being called off it's been it's been difficult for i think every team at the moment um but you've got to man manage the, the physical side of things and also i think just equally as important it's the mental side of things isn't it it's what it, it does to us as as human beings being kept away from people and so many things to follow what's it been like firstly for you i guess claire as, as, a, as a player i think during the the lockdown in the summer when there was no football going on you didn't really know when you were next play, so you had to keep yourself fit. But it was the time where you'd normally have a break, so it was quite hard training on your own and you know not having the right facilities and stuff like that to keep to try and keep yourself fit and and technically like on the ball and stuff. But then once football did start and I joined Everton, um, like we're just so lucky to to turn up to training every day and you know because you're not allowed to see anyone um, outside your household, we're lucky we can go to the club and at training you've got like 20 of your pals there to, to speak to and have a laugh with and socialise a bit, um, you know, just like at training. So, nah, I think we're in a very privileged position to be able to to do that and then come home. And, yeah, of course, like you miss your family and not being able to go out and see friends and stuff, but I think we're just so lucky to, to be able to socialise a bit, at least when we're in the club and... Uh, yeah, it's been been nice being able to do that. You know, Willie, for yourself as well, what's it like to manage, as you said before, you've obviously got to, you've got your partner, you've got Finley now as well, you've got the dog, you've got the girls to manage, you've got the team, you've got, 
you've got so much to contend with. And then on top of that, we're in a global pandemic. You must sometimes just have to go take a deep breath. And uh, yeah, it, it must be very challenging. Obviously, I appreciate how serious the pandemic is and how it's affected us. Obviously, we had, what, three months where we were doing nothing, four months where we were doing nothing. And you're trying to check in with players, you're checking in with staff, you're trying to keep things moving because you don't know if there'll be a return date. But the actual day-to-day stuff, obviously our work environment's changed slightly. So we get food to take away now rather than sitting down as a group to eat and just small changes like that. You know, the, the gym times have to be very structured and almost formal-like. Uh, you know, you can't just have three or four players dropping into the gym and, and doing something. So that's obviously changed, you know. Uh, but actually dealing with it, I never really appreciated it until last week when we had to try and put a game on whilst having five positive COVID cases returning to play. And then you're looking at information and you start becoming a little bit paranoid. You're looking at GPS data, you're looking at heart rate data, you know, you're questioning everything, saying, well, is it safe for these players to play? How, how long should they train for today? Have we done too much? Have we not done enough? Have we pushed them? And you had the five players all return at different days. And then you had players in training with last week. You had... It was all over the place. It really was. And yeah, I think like obviously the game got called off. I wasn't happy doing it. I wasn't comfortable doing it, but we did it. I think it was the right thing. You know, we could deal with injuries. We had the same four injuries before Christmas and we dealt with them. Uh, the only new injury was Poppy Pattinson. Uh, but these five COVID cases just it was just so difficult to manage and you could say we were maybe overly cautious but I don't think you can be overly cautious when you're dealing with something like this because you've got no historical data to fall back on you can't say well this is how they did it because nobody knows how to, how to rehab's maybe not the right word but nobody knows how to return to play a player from a positive Covid case to 90 minutes in the pitch nobody knows the right or wrong way to do it and, and it's affecting everybody differently so two of those five positive cases were asthmatics well, yeah. So, but but again, one of those players was affected really badly, and one of those players wasn't affected at all. So, yeah, the severity of it really hit home last week when we were trying to manage these players on the pitch and and should they be on the pitch and for how long. So, it's yeah. just it's just strange. I'm hoping, I think there'll be lots of positives that'll come out of this once it's disappeared, and it doesn't matter if it's more efficient working practices or if it's just maybe people being a little bit more grateful for what we've got. And, and no always wanting things that we've not got. So, yeah, it's, it's just bizarre, isn't it? It's, we're all affected in different ways, so. Right, OK, we're going to take a short break now and bring you our new feature we put together with our sponsor, Lilettes. This is the Lilettes Half-Time Team Talk. I am here with Gabby George for the Let's Halftime Team Talk. Now, Gabby, we're here to talk about periods. It's a bit of a taboo subject sometimes, but it's something that's so important, especially as a, a woman in sport as well. It's something that does affect you, but it doesn't have to stop you. Um, what was your first experience like in hitting puberty and, and, and getting your period? Yeah, um, I was lucky as I was at home when I first started my period. When I did it, I was quite shocked. Um, <laughs> 
and then I was the first thing I did was shout my mum and I was like mum what's going on (laughs) (laughs) Um, but luckily she had everything that I needed and it become a a comfortable thing as it is a natural process that you learn to live with it is exactly and that's why Lalette's have sent me down here as well I think it's so important for some of the younger girls listening to this as well that that play sport that play football that might wonder how it might impact them and how how they play the sport it doesn't have to stop you does it so that's why it's such a great initiative by Lalette's to have Lalette's talk to offer these young girls advice or any age actually um do you find that it impacts you on the on the sports pitch? Do you find that, you know, some days you struggle more or is it something that you just learn to, to crack on with and doesn't really affect you now? Yeah, I don't think it affects me as much. Um, I think there is research to go with, obviously, sometimes when you are on um, to lower your load that week in terms of change of directions and stuff, but I don't think it's anything to be scared of. I think every female player doing whatever sport has to go through the same thing and I think it's just important that there is advice out there and places for you to go and learn about it I think when I was younger I didn't really know much about it and what to expect from the situation and the older that I've got obviously I've learnt more so I think Lillette's having the advice um, I think that's quite important for younger girls coming through I think it's important to speak to anyone that you feel most comfortable around whether it's your friends, your teachers, your manager, a lot of people will have been through the same process what you're going through so go and speak to people on whoever you feel comfortable with Now, I know that me and Davey do this with all our guests on the show as well. I'll let Davey lead with this one. Um, I, I, I am not <laughs> putting on a Scouse accent. <laughs> we want you to sing. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt a Scottish one either. I'm not going to insult I you can. like that. So <laughs> go on, go on, Davey. Let's have your best Scottish. Oh, no, I can't do Scottish. Oh. I, can't, I can't do Scottish. Oh, come on, Davey. You're asking all the players to do Scouse. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Go on. Tell me something to say. I'll try. Uh, jump over the purple hurdle. Hand- jump Sorry? over the purple hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> Irish, Sarah. <laughs> Listen, Willie. At least I'll give it a go. <laughs> I didn't even know what you said. You thought Simone had popped up on the call, then, didn't you? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. What we'll do is we'll do the this and that, okay? So, as you've heard the podcast before, you will know that we ask you two questions and what would you pick? So, we'll ask both of you at the same time. So, will you answer first and then Claire, okay? So, the first one shortbread or iron brew? Shortbread. Iron brew. Ooh. So different, though. One's a drink, one's a. Yeah, tough. They're both <laughs> lovely. Sorry, I'm not in this game. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Formal or casual? Where? Formal. Casual. Oh, both different again. Work hard or play hard? Unfortunately, both. it's probably changed now. Work hard. <laughs> <laughs> play hard. Well, both. <laughs> Yes, I do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. We'll let, we'll let you both have that one. <laughs> Number four, money or free time? That's a difficult one, free time. Free time. How is that a difficult one? Free time. Because hey. <laughs> your free time could be pretty boring if you never had money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Number five, would you rather be the student or the teacher? I think I've now learned that student would be easier life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, student. Student. Okay, six, haggis or a tatty scone? Haggis. Yeah, haggis. Haggis. Um, seven, books, fact or fiction? Fact. Fiction. Oh, Claire's in there. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter addict. Any question on Harry Potter, you could ask him to get, I'm sure. Hey, Claire, you, you can join our staff Harry Potter quiz if you want. I'll win wow. it already. I've already won it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get in touch with you over our staff Harry Potter quiz. Okay. Okay, number, <laughs> number eight, live in an apartment or a house? Again, that's probably changed recently, house. <laughs> yeah, house. The dog needs a garden. I was going to say mm. when you've both got Agreed. dogs as well, you've got yeah. to have you've got to have the garden for them. Yeah. Number nine, take the dine out or take out. Dine out sounds brilliant because it sounds such a treat now. So dine out. Um. Nah, I've got a private chef, so I'll just dine in. <laughs> <laughs> is, jo- is Johnny good in the kitchen? Is he? Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a chef, so he's uh, he knows what he's doing. That's happy days, that then, isn't it? You don't need yeah. to dine out. Sorted. <laughs> he's, you, you tell you what, you've done really well having a chef boyfriend through lockdown there, Claire. I must say. <laughs> yeah, I've been lucky. It's been, yeah, I've I've struggled at times. There's been days I won't lie to you where it's been a bowl of cu- cu- crunching up cornflakes for <laughs> <laughs> So, me on the, uh... We still need to speak about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm, tra- I'm training to be a health and well-being, health and well-being coach, so we'll speak about this later. <laughs> okay, last one, number 10, TV shows or movies? Uh, I'm going to go movies. Yeah, movies. So no one's seen Cobra Kai then, no? heard a lot about it it's quality it's okay we always we always talk about your initiation songs as well so claire (laughs) (laughs) why why have you just acted like that Uh, come on what was your initiation song so when we when we were doing it we had obviously had nine new players so instead of doing it all nine did it on one trip they split it so We'd do, I think it was three people a night. So we had three away trips. And so there'd be three people every trip. And we picked the names out the hat. And I, obviously you're nervous for the name coming out. And I didn't get picked the first night. Didn't get picked the second trip. So I knew that my name was coming for the third trip. So I had so much time to prepare. And then I was at the table before. And the girls were like, what are you going to sing? And I was like, I actually don't know. So... As a laugh, they were just going through their Spotify and they sighed, I actually just watch Mamma Mia or something. And they were like, go and sing this one, sing this one. So I actually just put it in my ears and sang, um, does your mama know? On, uh, oh, I love that. But I. Did you miss it, Sarah? Yeah, I'm devastated because that was Villa, wasn't it? That was Aston Villa, I think. So that was the one I missed Claire's initiation and Poppy's as well, which I was very upset about. So 
Well, I'll have funny. to get Chris. I'm sure Christoph's got a video of it somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> He's got videos of everything. Like, you don't need that video because she's going to give us a little bit now, aren't you, Claire? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for try, really? Did you have to do one? Yeah, I got given a pass by Arne and Chris. They said, you don't have to do one, but I went, I've got it. Like, I'm telling the players to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and then I cannot back out of this. Everybody in the room wish I had backed out. <laughs> it was horrendous. What was it? it? Honestly, it was Hey Jude by the Beatles. Yeah. Right, for a start, a good percentage of the players never even knew, had heard the song before, they say. <laughs> some of them never knew who the, some of them never knew who the Beatles were. True. I'm like, ah, I'm not, I've not signed for a, a team based in Liverpool and the players <laughs> do not know who the Beatles are. So yeah, it just it never it went badly wrong. I never committed to it. It was horrendous. The players started clapping me after about a minute just to get me get, get me to sit down. I thought you would just sang my yeah. way. No, I wish I had, but I just wish I, I wish I'd sang Humpty Dumpty to be honest, because anything I just chose I chose the wrong song, wasn't I? It was stupid. Are you gonna do you know give what, a no, I'm still I'm still gutted about it actually. So no, <laughs> well, I've never tried. I've chance. never tried it again. Here's your no, chance. Honestly, David, it's fine. You can sing it for all our listeners. Still well, around. Your audience, but I know your audience. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that, and I've got to say, Willie, that's probably the most stressed I've ever seen you looking in the build-up to that. Genuine, just like oh, I don't I don't want to do this. Oh, I just saw that. Oh, I've been practicing all week and I was great in the car, great in the shower, <laughs> and then I just froze. I just froze and never committed to it. Never hit it's a high notes or anything. <laughs> we, we, we'll save it. Next time we get back to Wembley, eh, we'll all do a, we'll all have a, a massive group chorus of, of Hey Jude yeah. and we'll hit all them notes. Did you, did you feel, other than the instant feeling of wanting to throw up, which is what I felt after I'd done mine, did you feel yeah. glad after you'd got it done? No, because it was that bad. <laughs> I just wanted to turn. I just wanted to turn it back and start again or choose a different song. Honestly, I hear people in the office whistling "Hey Jude" and it winds me up because I think they're taking <laughs> taking the mic out of me. So I hear it and I'm like, are they trying to take the mic out of me? Shall not play it on Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in charge it's such of the a good music song as well. But... I love the Beatles. I listen to the Beatles while working. But because I'm in charge of the music on on a match day, shall I bin "Hey Jude" off? Yeah, no. please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if, put it on after we win, because it's the only if, time I'll be able to tolerate it is after a victory. So right, we're gonna <laughs> hold you to that, right? If, if so, next game we win on at Walton, that's that's coming on at, at full time. Yeah, I remember that set up for Sunday. Yeah, yes. too right, Willie. That's what we love to hear. That winning mentality. And uh, Davy, because we're we're not gonna we're not gonna make the guys sing or do the Scouse accents today, but we've got. The sayings, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you've been in Liverpool, is it for two years now, Willie? Really? I've been two years, yeah. Two years. And how long have you been in Liverpool for, Claire? Yeah, like six months. Well, at the six club for months. six months, but I've not even been out, so I've not heard anything. Oh, so, Willie, oh. this is all on you then, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. so we've got um, four sayings. Um, we just want to see if you know. And if you if you do know them, what is it in Scottish as well? If you've got a your little Scottish saying. So the first one is go ahead. 
I'm assuming that's just like go ahead. Perfect. More then. Yes, yeah. More then. That's what I'm going to start doing now. More then. More then. Gagging in. What? Gagging in. Gagging in. It's not like getting them in, is it? Like getting drinks in or that, no? No, no. Do you know when, like, you do your um, your team talk at the end? Yeah. And then, say, if I ran over and jumped in, I'd be gagging in. It's like someone like butting in, like, or yeah. trying to get in on something. Ah. Yeah. I don't know what is that. Uh, I don't but, know if that's no, just got a Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new one. You well, can you use that. In- yeah. Chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> you chiming in. What are you chiming in it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do one more. Our baby. Like our kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. The, the youngest in the family, even if you're 30, 40, 50, you would always be the baby, our baby. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like the bam. Yeah, 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 like the burn. Like, the the burn. Burn. I think that's a Scottish accent then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Irish again, Sarah. Was it? <laughs> 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 He's not having it. I've insulted to, to all of our Scottish, our Scottish listeners as well. I apologise sincerely. <laughs> I think that is about all we've got time for today. We're so, so grateful to both of you. Um, for your time um and of course you know a massive massive congratulations to you both on your new deals and just quickly as well in terms of the fan base and i've spoke to you about this as well willie i think that cup run and you know and the way things are transforming but particularly that cup run i I listened to some of the things you said the night before the cup final and i think you know that's really sort of what's You've really fallen in love in love with the club, haven't you? In the sense, and you've really got a feel for how big this club is and the fan base, with how how much the fans have rallied around yourself and and this team now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's been like a two way thing. Like we had to almost not earn the respect, but we almost had to get the trust to the board. So we came in, we changed a few things, we got a few results quite quickly, we got us out of trouble. We got the, the board to trust us. The board then made sure we could do things we wanted to do around Finch Farm to make training environment better. We got more investment. We brought players like in like Claire uh, and and exciting players we brought in to try and play a brand of football that people want to enjoy. The fans are buying into it. We've moved to Walton Hall Park. There's been so many things. It's always been like, there's always been more than just... No, there's always been a give and take. There's never just been a give and never just been a take. There's always been both ends. So we try to put on a brand of football that people like to enjoy. I expect us to get fans at Walton Hall now that we're there. Uh, we got a few good results and made sure we looked professional around Finch. The board gave us more money and gave us more access to Finch. So there's always been a give and take. And I think that's just the way it should be. And as I say, we'll keep trying to bring players like Claire to the club and exciting players that, that go and and make you make you sort of stand up for your seat and go, oh, what's going to happen here? Be that off the TV or, or live at the ground, and, and obviously we hope to grow that fan base. And 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 again, the more fans that come, 
the more moments you'll get like that because the players actually get a buzz off it and get energy from it. So it just it should continue to just spiral and, and snowball, hopefully, and take us to a good place. Definitely. And just how I know, obviously, pandemic right now, it, fans can't be at games, but how excited are you to play in Walton Hall, you know, for all our home games where it's packed out with few thousand Evertonians that place is I'll tell you now that place is going to be rocking and it does you know yourself Claire what for, as a player it gives you that extra 10% doesn't it when you hear fans like oh, roaring definitely. you on yeah it makes such a difference I think depending obviously what position you are but for me as an attacker like if I'm running, like going a good run and you can hear them like you do a shot and it's like oh whatever like it does give you a buzz and you're like oh I need to do that again or I need to create more chances or even just tracking back and you make a good tackle and they get behind you, like it definitely gives you that uh, extra percent. Like, so I, I can't wait to have, have them back. And I think, you know, once they build that other stand at Walton Hall and we get, you know, the fans in, it'll be a really good atmosphere there. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And I'll tell you now, Claire, if there's one thing us Evertonians love and Dave, you'll back me on this. It's a good tackle. It's a good. Yeah. I remember <laughs> Phil, ne- Phil Neville joined Everton from Manchester United, and I think because of the you know United Everton kind of you know Manchester Liverpool rivalry, it was a real United legend really. Um, it took a little while to win the fans over, and I remember the game at Goodison Park. I was in the main stand. Cristiano Ronaldo had the ball, and Phil Neville just went bang. Thank you very much. Best tackle I've ever seen. Took the ball from, and all the Everton fans went. He's right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll get, um, I'll get practice to my slide tackles in. <laughs> Willie will tell me off after this. <laughs> 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 don't, listen, don't listen to me, don't listen to me. <laughs> absolute quality. Well, guys, you've genuinely been an absolute pleasure to have on. Um, so grateful for your time and, and thank you both for everything that you that you do for the club. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks, Thanks David. Uh, thanks, thanks for much. coming on. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. So like and subscribe to the official Everton podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching Everton on your preferred podcast listening app. Big massive thank you to our sponsors, Lilette, for sponsoring our podcast, Up The Toffees. When we have questions about our body, periods, and well, pretty much anything else, most of us turn to the search engines, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. What we really need is straightforward answers and expert advice to put our minds at ease, and that's where Lilette's Talk comes in. It's a safe, confidential space where you can ask the questions that you need to and get a no-nonsense answer, whatever your life stage or query, and this is how it works. Send a message anytime via text or WhatsApp on 0116-326-1967. Ask a question about periods, puberty, maternity, menopause, products, or anything else in between. It's completely anonymous, so Lilette won't know any details about who you are and will never use your number for marketing purposes. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours, and the best bit, your answer will come from a real person and not a bot. The dedicated team at Lilettes will be available between 6am and 6pm to answer your questions. That number again is 011-6326-1967. So Lilettes talk.